Hi, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast, brought to you by the National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy. I'm your host, Savannah Rose. You can learn more about Naha by visiting our website at naha.org or by finding us on Facebook at Aromatherapy Community or on Instagram at Beyond Aromatics. All right, enjoy the show. On this episode of Beyond Aromatics podcast, we have on special guest KG Styles to talk about her upcoming book, The 7-Day Healthy Gut and Autoimmune Detox Program. KG is a metaphysician, holistic health educator, certified clinical aromatherapist, and consultant providing expert essential oil services since 1980. Her advice and services have included internationally famous celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, top executives, individuals, spa therapists, and hospitals. KG is the founder of Pure Plant Essentials Aromatherapy Company and has published hundreds of articles which have appeared in Massage Therapy Journal, Massage Today, Breast Cancer Wellness, Aromatherapy Today, and the Naha Aromatherapy Journal. Her newest award-winning book, The Essential Oil Complete Reference Guide, with over 250 recipes for natural wholesome aromatherapy, has won an Ippy Living Now gold medal and was a Nautilus and Indie Next Generation Book Award winner. KG currently lives in Ashland, Oregon, and is the Naha Oregon Regional Director for Southern Oregon. KG for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really uh, looking forward to our conversation. So I mostly start off all these um, asking the person I'm interviewing, you know, how long have you been working in aromatherapy and what originally got you started in this line of research and study? Well, I began my professional practice um, uh, in 1980. Um, my early interest, they started when I was a child. Um, I was very, uh, I really noticed that my grandmother, uh, whenever she was in her rose garden, um, I noticed how the scent of roses affected her. And she was always happiest when she was tending her rose garden. And that really impressed me. And also just the whole becoming aware how scent uh, would affect people's uh, mood, how they would shift and feel better. And as a child, I always wanted uh, to help people feel good and make them happy. So that was just a sort of a natural interest of mine. And so I also noticed um, how beauty, especially the beauty of nature, uh, being out in nature, being in natural surroundings, had a very positive effect, uh, especially on my mom. So uh, I, you know, I spent my days uh, in my childhood playing in the woods uh, that surrounded our house, and uh, we spent our summers by the seashore. So my mom, she was self-employed, and she went to beauty school, became a cosmetologist, and she put a great deal of attention and energy on creating beauty in our home environment and our dress, so that really, all of that really impressed me um, and in my formative years. So, you know, and as I said, I did when I was getting my professional training in the healing arts, aromatherapy was just a part of that training. I've always been a lifelong learner, and I graduated from the University of North Carolina, Wilmington campus, where um, my hometown is, 
Uh, and at 20 years of age, I became interested in the work of C.G. Jung. So I always wanted to know what, pe- what made people tick. Mm-hmm. And when I was uh, in school, I had a very high IQ. I tested out very high. And so they, uh, a lot of the administrators, uh, school teachers, they actually had me come before a panel of them who were asking questions. And they wanted, wanted to know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, a brain surgeon. That's <laughs> why. And I said, so I can change the way people think. So early on, I definitely had an interest in helping people to feel better and to maybe change the way they were looking at things uh, in their life. So um, definitely, I was very fortunate to work with, I was mentored by a Jungian trained therapist in archetypal psychology uh, back when I was 20, and I actually was a visiting student at the Jung Institute in Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, wow. And then later... A little bit later, I was introduced to the transformational healing arts while I was at Findhorn, Scotland, which is, I don't know if you've ever heard of Findhorn, but it's a rather renowned um, spiritual community and eco-village. And uh, after I found out about transformation and being able to do transformational healing, um, that just really spoke my heart, and I soon found myself uh, in San Diego, California, which is uh, one of the meccas of healing and consciousness studies. So then I actually completed the diploma coursework at Mueller College of Holistic Studies in San Diego, where I was personally mentored by um, Bill Mueller, who was the founder of the school, and the focus of the training was primarily on massage and body work. Uh, though, as I said, we integrated other things into um, the massage body work training, like aromatherapy. So I also completed an internship with Ed Mopin at the Institute of Psychostructural Balancing. So really got a big um, introduction into the body-mind connection. And, uh, you know, I ended up getting my state massage license uh, in both Oregon and Hawaii and did uh, advanced certifications in a number of uh, systems of energy healing. Energy medicine really especially um, interested me. I did uh, trainings in Bowen therapy, uh, the body talk system in Reiki. And I also uh, studied in college in England where Dr. Rudolf Steiners, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, he was a philosopher, at the turn of the century, he developed different initiatives like Waldorf education, anthroposophical medicine, and biodynamic farming, which, you know, are fairly world-renowned as uh, systems of uh, thought and training and lifestyle, that sort of thing. So you have quite a background, um, and so you kind of brought all of this together and um, in you chose in your work today, and it also uh, coming out with some of the work you've been doing on a new book topic that we are kind of going to talk about today, uh, a seven-day healthy gut and autoimmune detox program. And I kind of just wanted to find out what gave you the idea, the inspiration to uh, look into and research this topic. Well, I've always... uh had some devotion to doing the self-care and helping other people take care of themselves and 
doing self-discovery work and uh, understanding more, you know, how, how things worked and what was really going on. Uh, I had a natural cur- curiosity for that. So I have a natural uh, interest in, in, you know, meditation and always, you know, the body-mind connection with uh, doing yoga and weight training and uh, integrating my body and mind in my own daily practices that I did. And uh, I always, you know, wanted to be a writer uh, from early on, always, um, you know, work, worked, uh, loved working, uh, developing uh, stories, whether fiction, nonfiction, and I always loved doing research. So, um so what was some of the research you did in preparation for this uh, topic? So, I, you know, one of the things I didn't mention that is maybe important to our discussion is that I've had a lot of my own health challenges. Um, I actually was born with uh, tonsillitis, and um, within two weeks after I was born, the doctor said I was immune to getting chickenpox, but my brother had chickenpox. And I got chickenpox. Yeah, my mother was a smoker. I actually think that had an effect as far as my uh, immune function, uh, functioning as well as it could. And I was uh, on antibiotics um, practically from the time I was born uh, until I was about 13, 14 years of age. Um, so, And then I, I did have a... I was diagnosed early on, like in my early 30s, with diverticulitis, which is a kind of a gut issue, uh, kind of a leaky gut thing. We didn't call it that back then. Um, We didn't really know much about gut, and it's just now we're uh, realizing all the, you know, the gut brain and how it's such a huge system uh, for our maintaining uh, our health and regaining our health, if you know, if it's if it becomes poor. I also early on um, at I remember the last time when I was sick and had to have um, antibiotics, I would have shots of penicillin. Yeah. Um, that I wasn't getting the attention I wanted, and I just became aware that I was getting sick to get attention, that there there was a part of that at play. And when I realized, because I really didn't like being sick, and when I realized I was the payoff that I was wanting from getting sick, that I became aware that I was doing, um, I was not sick again until, for about 20 years. So I just, yeah, so there is that body-mind connection, how we do have... Um, uh, an influence uh, through the use of our beliefs, our mind, uh, for creating, manifesting things in our lives. So um, I, you know, was astonished, and I have been doing a lot of research, um, and I have been astonished to find out that rosemary oil, since the 90s, has had 276 studies uh, done. So traditional medicine uh, is now... Uh, you know, they've researched in so that they can do these systemic reviews through their the system uh, so they can find out what research has been done. So, And now botanically-based medicines are becoming the focus for developing new um, pharmaceuticals 
they're kind of still developing the synthetic pharmaceuticals, but they're seeing real advantages to using botanicals. Um, I mentioned to you in our prior to our conversation today that I discovered there are over 200,000 botanical plants that the medical establishment um, has marked as of interest to study for possible um, development of botanical medicines. And it's estimated that 60,000 of those plant species will become extinct by 2050. So there is a great urgency within the medical establishment to proceed quickly with their research. Mm -hmm. So um, it's uh, another thing that I've found in my research is that we're calling it the uh, Anthropocene age. Uh, It's a period in our geological um, man's uh, walk upon the earth when human activity is considered the dominant influence on the climate and environment, which I thought that was also an interesting Mm -hmm. little aside Mm -hmm. note to make. So, and also they're spending quite a bit of time developing the whole concept of um, botanical gardens for scientific research. So, uh, because of the concerns of conservation, developing botanical gardens is being widely discussed. Uh, Another thing that I've seen in research um, that is of interest is they're discovering that essential oils, when taken with pharmaceuticals, are helping the pharmaceuticals have more effect. Synthetic pharmaceutical alone, um, the, the, the essential oils are helping enhance the effects of drugs, and they're showing more effective. They're showing a synergistic effect, um, especially the alcohols and the monoterpenols, sesquiterpenols are the ones showing the most uh, synergistic effect. Can you tell us more about kind of what you discovered with the gut-brain connection and share some of this insight into why you can kind of fix a lot of underlying issues with a healthier gut? Well, again, it is a lot of research now being done on the gut microbiome and microbiota. Until recently, um, uh, the foods we eat were not really considered to contribute to our health by uh, traditional doctors, um, and they're beginning actually, traditional doctors are beginning to actually encourage their patients to take part in their own health care. Before that, they wanted total control over, you know, they gave directions, instructions, what they were to do. But now they're actually taking uh, in information and asking questions about, you know, the the patient's lifestyle and their diet and things like that. So, however, even today, um, I was um, hospitalized. We'll, I hope we'll talk about this in a little bit because I was on a long, uh, longer, you know, it was for a period, for some period, I was on a keto diet to help quell mm-hmm. a histamine reaction I had. And when I was in there, um, they had uh, this, uh, you know, menus that you can select what you wanted to get rather than just preset meals, um, which I think is an advance for hospitals to offer that. Um, But on the menus were such items like pizza and brownies. So, um, you know, (laughs) we still have ways to go in um, 
you know, most medical centers and hospitals uh, with the foods they they are uh, administering to um, their patients in the hospital. So I think the most shocking thing that I've seen through my research um, and now that traditional uh, medical doctors are, and there's a, a tremendous research going into the gut my, microbiome and the microbiota and how the studies are showing that modifications in the intestinal bacteria and, and inflammation play a role in development of um, many common chronic diseases. Uh, studies are showing that leaky gut is associated with numerous autoimmune diseases like lupus, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, as well as uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, arthritis, allergies, asthma, acne, obesity, and even mental illness all are being uh, associated with uh, leaky gut and the gut microbiome. Uh, They are not calling it leaky gut uh, at this point. they, have, they don't have that as a medical diagnosis. They do have a gut uh, intestinal permeability as a symptom, some of these disease processes. But what they have found at the core of all the autoimmune diseases, uh, which of the, each of them has in common, is an immune response that is being caused by systemic inflammation that leads the body to attack itself. So numerous studies have also shown essential oils to be especially effective as anti-inflammatory agents. So it's beginning to play a role. Essential oils, uh, this is possibly one way um, that essential oils can play a role in promoting a healthy gut. The research um, is showing also that certain essential oils like oregano has been used um, uh, tested uh, for help with the uh, gut micro, microbiome. Um, I thought it was interesting. I always thought I had always had a concern about using um, anti-potent antimicrobial microbial oils like um, oregano or thyme um, because I thought they would kill off the good bacteria. But the research from the study I read on oregano that does not seem to be the case. It actually um, rids the gut of the bad bacteria and actually uh, helps with uh, reestablishment of good bacteria. So I'm wondering if it's similar to the effect of, say, garlic. Uh, Garlic um, does destroy unhealthy, the bad bacteria in the gut, but it is a prebiotic, so it helps to the healthy uh, gut bacteria to thrive and flourish. So... um, that's kind of one of my questions about using why they're getting these good results with using essential oils for healthy gut mm-hmm. microbiome. So you mentioned um, that your your book uh, looks to address some myths about health and weight. And I was wondering if you can kind of go over some of those myths. You don't have to delve into any too many secrets, but if you can kind of give us some examples or an example. Well, I think a, a simple one is that eating fat makes you fat. You know, I mean, what we're finding now is that sugar is what makes you fat. And one of the main reasons that is is, is that sugar is high caloric. Uh, so when you dump that 
massive amounts of calories into your digestive system, um, it gets a surge of calories. It's not able to turn the sugar, uh, to burn it fast enough or to utilize it. So it gets stored as fat. So, but uh, quality, quality fats like olive oil, uh, you know, they actually have been shown to help you burn fat. It's uh, very hard. If you eat a whole foods diet uh, with quality fats, it's very hard to put on weight. Um, I discovered that when I went through my histamine intolerance and recovering from that, uh, trying the keto diet, um, I lost considerable amount of weight. I got down as low as uh, 112 pounds. I'm I'm not short. I'm uh, like about five foot seven, uh, and now you know I have got my weight back up to almost 120, and that's just a whole foods diet, uh, my weight training, and um, you know using natural whole foods and quality fats. Um, definitely, if you because I've eaten lots of olive oil, especially when on a keto diet, and uh, it does not. I mean, you you do burn a lot of fat when you're on a keto diet. So um, another myth, I think, is uh, the myth of aging, disease, and death. I think that I, in my research, I've found that our natural lifespan for human beings is set at 125 years, which really, I was really surprised by that because there are not very many centenarians on the planet. And right. if you look at our, all of our technological advances in this modern age, um, why haven't we achieved an, um, a longer natural life, lifespan? So um, I'm wondering uh, what part belief plays in, you know, our, 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 these processes of aging and disease and, and death, you know, uh, I, I I think that our beliefs are, are things that can actually, we can believe things into our experience. You know, when we uh, have change our beliefs, then we start seeing different results. So uh, I, I feel that, you know, that it's something to be, to me, it's something to be questioned and not just assume that this is what is because that's what the majority have been doing. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, thinking that you're you're middle aged at like 35 is not beneficial to your mindset. Exactly, and if you look at um, when I was looking at um, age, they have age ranked as high as 55, and there's no age ranking before after that. You know, we don't have a generation for people between, you know, say after 55. There's no there's no category for you know you kind of are out of the box. Yeah, yeah, you just so, group all the quote-unquote old people together. I don't want to feel old at 55. That doesn't seem old. Absolutely. Absolutely not. But they do start sending you, you know, retirement. And myself, I, you know, I don't ever intend to retire. I may change my methods and how I, you know, my day-to-day routines and things that accommodate um where my energy level is at as I age. But um, I guess the point is that there are a lot of myths, things we believe um, that maybe are not necessarily true and we need to question those so that something new can happen. Well, I wanted to really stress how important um, 
uh, exercise is mm, yes. look at our ancestors. We come from hunter-gatherers, and uh, they had very active lifestyles. They were in constant movement. Uh, and so one of the things we understand is that exercise is what helps create new mitochondria. And mitochondria is what really says a lot about the physical health of our body, our longevity, how we age, and how long we live, the, our health, status of our health. It's also interesting um, with uh, the keto diet. I mean, you, you were going to ask about keto. Yes, yes, I am. I was going to ask you and what if you think it's really effective. Do you think it's effective? Um, I actually, uh, you might say I ended up doing keto intuitively uh, as I was using my intuition uh, because I tried so many health experts and so many strategies for overcoming histamine intolerance, which was very uncomfortable. For me, my histamine intolerance manifests as um, rash, this painful rash on the top of both of my hands. And I attributed it to, uh, for some reason, I... I just got very, my, my gut got really inflamed uh, suddenly. It, and I had really focused um, ever since having um, di- been diagnosed with diverticulitis in my early 30s. I, I've been fairly cautious about my diet. One of the things that was uh, affected um, my gut that I didn't find out about, it was like a 10 years after the fact, um, I had these mercury amalgam fillings taken out of my mouth. Soon after that, I started having these chronic, um, you know, chronic fatigue and uh, fibromyalgia symptoms, and uh, I saw so many people and spent so much money over a ten-year period. I was even on a disability. Fortunately, I had personal disability, so I was able to support myself. And, you know, have some. Some I could work part time, but um, so I had some funds available to help me through this time, and um, it was when I switched to just using my intuition was when and just listening to my intuition what to do that I started to get better. So I started trusting my intuition and relying more on my intuition at that point. And one day the light bulb went on intuitively uh, that the role that mercury fillings, having them removed, must have played because it was soon after. I just had never connected the dot. And so then I began um, in earnest to do detoxification and, uh, you know, using essential oils more in that way and just different strategies I knew about, like um, juicing. That would help my body um, really increase my oxygen and my blood system. Uh, that would help my body and support my body in its detoxification. Uh, it, 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 took, it, it was slow at first, but six months, a year later, I felt much better, and then it just continued to improve. And then um, that's why I say I use my intuition primarily as, a way to um, that I got involved in doing keto. I didn't know I was doing a keto diet, but in my research, I realized what I had intuitively gone to in my diet was called keto. Was keto called ketogenic diet? I do feel that 
it did help me, and it, I did recover a lot. Um, the I used olive oil a lot as my one of my main fats, and it seemed to really soothe my gut. My gut really loved it. But in all of this, I also discovered that fasting actually is even better than uh, do, going uh, doing a ketogenic diet um, for increasing your ketones. Um, like so your intermittent fasting or what kind of fasting? Yes, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Uh, you can increase your ketones up to 20-fold uh, on intermittent fasting, whereas a ketogenic diet, I, I think it's uh, like around fourfold. Four I usually do um, an 18-hour intermittent fast most days, and usually two days a week I'll go 24 hours. Yeah, and one of the wonderful things about uh, the intermittent fasting is that the research shows that if you do 14 to 16 hours of fasting, uh, it will induce autophagy. So uh, it, autophagy, autophagy is simply the body's way of cleaning out damaged mitochondria for it to regenerate and heal. It makes new, healthier cells uh, after it, as those die off. So it really encourages new mitochondria. So uh, intermittent fasting up there with uh, exercise are two of the best ways to really help to create new mitochondria, which is going to help you to live research shows anyway, to help you live longer, uh, be more less susceptible to disease, and that sort of thing. I kind of just wanted to break down real quickly what a keto keto diet is. I, I know what it I know I know what it is and stuff, but we might have some listeners that are more curious about the specifics. Yes, yes it's a low carbohydrate diet. And um but you do carbohydrates, but they're the simple carbohydrates, like with fresh, fresh vegetable, vegetables, um, um, also low sugar. Um, you really watch how many carbs, complex carbs you take in. They're, it's very limited. And then a, a very small amount of protein, basically. And you have a high fat. You know, you're, you're doing a lot of... I was doing as much as... In, in tablespoons, I was doing like about 14 tablespoons of olive oil a day, and I would just drown my food in it. One of the downsides of the being ketogenic is you have to really watch your electrolyte balance, and after a time, yeah, after a period of time, and of course, that's going to be different for everybody, so um, I do, um, and I was aware of this, and I did things as precautions, uh, so I was totally surprised when um, I wound up with an electrolyte imbalance and I had to be uh, taken to the emergency room. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. So, um, you know, that kind of uh, curtailed by doing a, <laughs> a ketogenic diet, but it did up my research so that I, that's when I found out about intermittent fasting and started using it as a strategy. And I've actually moved much quicker uh, since uh, doing intermittent fasting. Another thing uh, that is really important is to make sure that you're alkaline. Being alkaline, uh, the studies show that the bad bugs uh, really can't survive in an alkaline environment. Being uh, mindful of that can be helpful. What ways do you use aromatherapy in, in diet and weight loss? Well, 
So, you know, one of the primary ways people get benefits uh, from essential oils is just through inhalation. Um, certainly, you can use them in a carrier for a skin application and in very micro doses uh, as food flavors. And uh, generally, uh, you would want to use uh, the essential oils that have a gross, generally regarded as safe status with the FDA you know, for in- ingestion. Um, mm-hmm. And then really make sure you're doing micro doses uh, with food when you're when you're doing it. Generally, I I say one drop per one uh, one cup of olive oil, say that kind of micro um, use as a food flavor. Um, and certainly, one of the concerns, like for instance, with Crohn's. Uh, or even with addictions to food, we have obesity issues in this country that are epidemic. Um, using essential oils to curb sweet tooth um, and food cravings for carbs, that sort of thing, sugar and carbs, uh, can be used. I know I had a Crohn's uh, uh, client who she was, you know, as much as pain as she had, she had so much addiction. And this is true of what I found with other of my Crohn's clients, uh, they seem to have food addictions so that no matter the consequences of the pain it puts them in, they'll do their addiction, whatever it is. Essential oils have been very helpful for them to curb their, you know, their appetite for these unhealthy foods that that will trigger inflammation and maybe a bout of uh, Crohn's. So um, the first part of your book book topic is the seven-day healthy gut, and the other part is talking about autoimmune detox program. And I kind of wanted you to discuss how the gut and autoimmune system can be related. Yes, well, you know, that's what the research is showing, and that is that they are related. Um, you know, they're, as I said, you know, the, a lot of the autoimmune diseases like Crohn's as well as some of the other uh, things like chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia and such are all, are all being shown to be connected to the gut and leaky gut, you know, the gut permeability. And uh, there are over 23 million Americans who have been diagnosed with autoimmune disease at this point. Uh, that's more than heart disease, cancer, and diabetes combined. So the, the, the core issue with autoimmune disease, as I said, is uh, systemic inflammation. And certainly there are certain essential oils that are known to be great for anti-inflammatory action like uh, helichrysum and uh, the blue oils, German chamomile, blue tansy, blue yarrow, all are very good with, uh, uh, you know, curtailing, curtailing uh, inflammation in the body. So... You know, gut inflammation, uh, many of the gut's functions are actually compromised when you have gut inflammation. And also, um, you know, your ability to detox, your body naturally detoxifies itself. Uh, but if you have a, a compromised gut microbiome, uh, detoxification, inflammation is a much higher pro- uh, priority for your body to uh, shut off inflammation rather than to detoxify. So, you know, if you've got inflammation, it's first going to focus on getting that inflammation down so that you don't have the mitochondrial dam- damage, right? Mm-hmm. And also then uh, a lot of our hormones are made in the digestive, the uh, you know, the intestines. So 
you know, our hormonal balance is also compromised, as well as nutritional deficiencies can develop. Um, And intermittent fasting, I think, uh, one of the great things about it besides the autophagy is that digestion is one of the greatest consumers of uh, energy for us uh, in your body. So when you take a break from eating, your gut has a chance to rest and do some repair work. This book um, coming out, it looks to cover, you talk about things like diet. Um, I'm guessing you talk about things like keto and you talk about your own um, healing path and some ex- uh, exercise and aromatherapy. Is there any other things that your book looks to address? No, I think those are it. And also, you know, I do um, show people some things they can do um, with aromatherapy using um, it in carrier for, um, you know, acupoints or meridian therapy uh, as a, another alternate way of helping to um, promote, you know, balance and uh, getting, you know, turning off inflammation, that sort of thing. I did want it to slip my mind. I really want to give a shout out for eating. Uh, if you're doing um, a dairy, or you're doing eggs that you uh, purchase pasture raised that, you know, milk, uh, yogurt that has been produced from pasture raised. They've only had uh, uh, grass. They've only been grass-fed uh, and not introduced grains. Grains are very high in lectins. And lectins, I found there's a real correlation with leaky gut and the grains. Um, and it's just hard for the gut, even if they're... Um, uh, uh, soaked prior, uh, they can be hard on the gut for some people more than other people. So I think it is individual to you. Uh, and you have to check it out for yourself what works well for you. And I do, um, I think the book helps people in that seven day program. They get a chance to have a trial run on how this is going to work for them. So, um, since we're coming to the end of the episode, I was going to leave it to you. Do you offer any uh, classes or workshops and your books coming out? If you want to, I don't know if you have a, a, a date for it or anything yet, but anything you want to share with anybody and how they can find you? Yes. Um, yes, you can, uh, you can find my, we'll put links below this YouTube, right? So people can yes. just click on the link. You can find out about my courses and classes at my KG Learning site. And uh, to find out about um, uh, my Pure Plant Essentials, um, we have a small boutique of organic and well-crafted essential oils and custom-crafted formulas. Um, There's a link for that store, our Pure Plant Essentials store. And then there's a link for my own personal website where you can you know, and they're all linked together. So if you go to one, there's you can find your way to the other. Okay. So, and I am offering um, a uh, 20% discount uh, on my uh, aromatherapy and healing uh, with essential oils courses and classes through the end of August, August 31st. And you'll just use the code. There's a we'll have a link. Uh, that you can just click on it will automatically apply the coupon for you. But you can also use the uh, coupon code Naha Love, uh, one word, uh, to get your discount. Oh, that's awesome. And um, so, yeah, check out the links below in either of these platforms. 
that you get your podcast on. We'll have links to KG's stuff so you can find her. Um, KG also has a previous book out. I believe it's the... Essential Oils Complete Reference Guide. Yes. Over 250 recipes for natural wholesome aromatherapy. Yes, and we have that on our website, and we will put a link to that as well. Well, thank you so much, Savannah, for having me and talking. I hope I didn't go off on too many tangents so that people can follow. That was great. Thank you so much for for being on the show and taking time out of your day to uh, figure out this platform we use to do podcasts on, but um, also speaking to me about this subject. And there's a lot of research out there about, um, I know, the the gut-brain connection and, uh, you know, keto diets as well. And I know you're coming up with some good stuff, too, and looking at it from a more holistic way and uh, natural modalities way. So stay on the lookout for this book coming out. And And my books always include further reading and resources so that you can find out more there. You know, I I really like to provide, you know, and this new book, the new books I'm doing also have uh, footnotes with links so you can actually check the sources for the research. Right. And uh, KG, I hope we get to have you coming out for the Naha 2020 conference, maybe even as a speaker on some of the research you've been doing. Well, thank you. That would be great. All right. All right, everybody. Uh, Thanks again. And join us next time on the Beyond Aromatics podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.